And yeah, what if I tried something like this? You know, maybe a little this. It's a little laid back. Maybe you want something a little heavier. Uh, well, probably not heavy, but you're now listening to. Hi, everybody. Happy New Year. You're most likely listening to this in the new year, 2016. 16? That seems insane to me. If you're listening to this at the end of 2015, hope you're having a great time. Hi, how are you? You got on top of this pretty quick, because I believe I'm going to put this up in the, uh, you know, evening. Evening of the last day of 2015. Hi, everyone. I'm Dan Smith. Have you listened to this podcast before? Hello. Welcome. This week, we are doing a Solomon and Smith miss. Do you know what that is? Solomon and Smith is a show, Solomon and Smith Kick It, if you want the full title, is a show that I run with my BFF, Just Solomon. We do that in Toronto every month. We just had one on December 21st, and I wanted to share it with you guys. So here you go. In part, because I have recorded no other podcast over this holiday season, I have been chilling hardcore since about the day before Christmas until now. Been hanging out with the GF and friends and her mom. Had a couple of Scrabble dates with her mom, which is amazing, and I think is going to become a weekly tradition. Can traditions be weekly? It's going to become a weekly event. Can Scrabble be an event? Yes, it can. Anyway, hi, everyone. I'm Deanne Smith. If you enjoy this type of rambling, you could listen to the last podcast I did in which I drove from upstate New York to Toronto and just talk to you guys for like an hour. Weirdly enough, you guys seem to really enjoy it. So we'll do solo podcasts every once in a while. We kind of have been. If you've never been here before and you want to come back, normally what I do is get a guest, ask him a question, and we kind of toss that around for a while. Today, you're going to hear an ex excerpted it's a really hard word for me to say. Sometimes I get stuck on words, you guys, and this is one of them. An excerpted, an excerpted, an excerpted, excerpted. Oh, why do we do this? Why do we do this? Why do I speak for a living when every 50th word I can barely say? An excerpted version of Solomon and Smith Miss, our comedy show that we did at Bad Dog Theater in Toronto. It's pretty good, guys. Who do we have on the show? We have me. We have Jess Solomon. We have Iman, her wife. We have Niles again, former podcast guest, two-time, two-time podcast guest, who you already know and love, and Jordan Cohen, a comedian from Toronto who you may not have heard of yet. So enjoy his stylings here. What else do you need to know? This is a somewhat heavily edited version of our show. The sets themselves are, are pretty untouched. I edited for time. Everybody did a few more minutes than you're actually going to hear on the podcast. But I had to edit a lot because we do a lot of things in the moment that don't quite translate into the old airwaves, into your ear holes, into a non-visual representation. I mean, could you properly appreciate Jess and I lip syncing and dancing to Justin Bieber's Sorry over five times in this show? Probably not. So I didn't I didn't bother you with that. So we cut out a lot of the audience interaction stuff. And here we are. Oh, and our regular tech, Michaela, was not there. So we had Antonio. You will hear a few references to Antonio. Any extra sound effects you hear, that's all from Antonio's genius brain and his nimble fingers. Oh, here's the most important thing you guys should know. Paula Flalo, our podcast godfather, recorded this show for us. And what he did was plug right into the board. Does that mean anything to you? Does that even mean anything to me? Basically, what I'm saying is you're going to hear all of the comics voice and very little of the audience. The only audience you're going to hear is when the laughs were big enough to be picked up on the comics mic. So it might sound sometimes like we're not doing very well. 
rest assured, we were all doing very well, and everybody was having a great time in that room. But this is just a, a little bit easier for you to hear. Last time we did the Solomon and Smith, uh, some of the laughs were a little too loud for your listening enjoyment. So this is much better for you and worse for us, because we may sound like we're bombing. We're not. We're not. Everyone's having a great time. That's pretty much it by way of intro. I want to save a bit of time and talk to you guys about last week. Well, two weeks ago at this point, because I did take a break over the holidays. I didn't know if I would, but then it seemed to be happening. and I just let it happen, you know, enjoyed the company of other people in real life instead of scrolling away in a room and talking to myself on a microphone for hours. I hope that's okay with you. I hope you've also been enjoying the company of real people in real life. But if you've had enough, I'm happy to be here with you now. What are you doing? You're at work, maybe. I've discovered a lot about how you guys listen to podcasts. You're on the treadmill. You're doing whatever you're doing. And I'm here with you. And hi, guys. I hope you enjoy this one. I hope you have a few laughs. So let's talk about what happened last time. Last time, in episode 65, it was solo podcast time. I rambled on to you guys. At the very end of that podcast, well, see, now I'm giving it away. Now you don't even have to listen to the end of that podcast. But at the end of that podcast, I put a call out if anyone had actually listened to the end. And I told them to let me know that I gave you I gave you a secret word, which uh, turned out to be pretty funny when you guys hit me back with it in my inbox. And I got a ton of emails from you guys. This is so beautiful. I've been getting emails every day since that podcast went up, and they're 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 just so lovely. I can't re- read them all. I've um, written back to a bunch of you already. Not everybody yet. I will write back to you if I haven't yet, because I promised, and I will. You're going to get a picture. You're going to get everything that I promised you and possibly more. I wanted to read you guys these, but they're, they're actually too many now, and I can't really prioritize. Guys, keep the emails coming. Listen to the last one if you haven't. Listen to the very end. Skip to the very end. Hear this, the code word, and then send me an email, because you guys are so fun. You're so fun. Okay, and that's why I am rushing to get this up for you at the end of 2015. Let's start on a good foot. Let's start 2016 in a good place. Let's get back to the weekly podcast, shall we? I want to. You want to. I'm going to get my girlfriend on again. Yeah, you guys love it. Okay, guys, we're doing it. I hope you enjoy this, and um, I will talk to you again at the end. Guys, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming to the show. We're doing yeah! it. Yeah! Salmon and Smith, miss. This is it. <laughs> I'm sorry if I hit you in the face with a candy cane. <laughs> Happy uh, holidays, Merry Christmas, <laughs> everyone. Uh, the most happy Jewish way of- you could say that. You're so reluctant. I'm super Jewish right now. <laughs> this is it. So Jewish. I'm wearing uh, my elf uh, sweater. I got this at Forever 21, guys. It's pretty sweet. They carted me on the way in because I was too old. Too what? Old. Oh! <laughs> For Forever 21. <laughs> Have you done? <laughs> It's hard to be a Jew at Christmas, man. It's well, or I'm, in general. No, I'm just I'm laughing because I know you feel old yeah. for real. You've been hitting up a lot of 40th birthday parties I, lately. I have been. Um, it's happening in my world. Some people turning 40. Not me yet, guys. Don't worry. But soon. And uh, everybody's in AA. That's what the birthday parties are like at 40. <laughs> Not even fun anymore. <laughs> Deanne. Yes. So it's the holidays. Oh, and, it is the holidays. Uh, and I meant and to did, not wear shoes. Oh, yeah, right. Look at those socks. Okay. Yeah, guys, extra those? fun. Um, okay. <laughs> you went home recently. I went home recently. You guys. saw your dad. I saw my dad. Um, what, what was that like? You know, <laughs> I saw my dad. Let me explain to you. I can't do impressions of anyone, but I can do an impression of my dad. He's the only guy. And my dad always has one-liners lined up. Like he knows a lot of jokes, a lot of street jokes. He always have, always has them. They're always inappropriately sexual, 
and <laughs> shared at times that are inopportune <laughs> to weird. Um, we, were to, we were having That's pizza together. Scale. We were sharing pizza at the mm -hmm. local pub. Okay. And then out of nowhere, connected to absolutely nothing, <laughs> he leans to me and whispers. It, it seemed creepy when he was whispering, but now that I'm saying it, at least he had the good sense to whisper. <laughs> right. He whispered this little gem, like out of nowhere. Oh, hey, uh, you know why Santa doesn't have any kids? <sighs> I don't know, Dad. <laughs> why not? <laughs> he only comes once a year. <laughs> and <laughs> right, there's one more part to it, though. And, uh, and then it's down the chimney. <laughs> Antonio, what a champ. We did not memorize, the, we did not practice that part. <laughs> Antonio, you're a champ. My dad's other favorite one-liner. I like how trepidatious you were you just before know. like you the punchlines delivered, yeah. My mom and dad used to call me together and uh, this would happen. I'll do my mom's part too. So this would my, be, be my dad on the phone. He's always got him, always got him. I thought you wanted me to be your dad for a second. You be my dad. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be my mom. Uh, he goes, uh, uh, hey D, do you know how to make a hormone? And then my mom's like, Oh, Bill. <laughs> she always does that. <laughs> you that. Do you know how to make a hormone? Uh, you don't pair. Dad <laughs> <laughs> jokes. My dad also had some things to say about you. Oh, really? Because yeah, he's met you before. Uh, it's true. We did hang out. We yeah. went to see you do comedy together. Mm -hmm. And you cried? I, it was a big moment. Deanne was like taping a, a gala, and I was there with her parents in a huge theater mm -hmm. bill Hader was hosting mm -hmm. and um i knew that they'd never seen you like mm -hmm. maybe they didn't know that you were that successful they had no idea and uh <laughs> i i got they play, yeah they but put the some music on i got cried yeah I, I did cry i got emotional yeah they played memorial of dead comics also yeah right they also before, mentioned right all the comics that had died that year and they were all like <laughs> two years older than me and uh <laughs> That also tugged at my heartstrings a that little bit. That definitely put a little yeah. sting in the eye. So I was talking to my dad about you, because we're spending Christmas Day together, guys. I'm spending Christmas Day with Jess and Amon, and I'm really excited about it. Um, mm -hmm. So I was telling my dad, you know Jess? Oh, yeah, I know Jess. I'll never forget Jess. He says, I'll never forget <laughs> Jess, which you should feel scared about. Um, <laughs> and then I said, and we're hanging out with her wife, Amon. Oh, I showed him a picture. That's where this came from. Oh, really? I showed him a picture, and then he's like, Oh, she looks a little brown-skinned. What, is she Italian? <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> She's Palestinian. She's Muslim. Oh, a terrorist, huh? She shouldn't even be allowed in the country. I don't know if he means it or not, but I definitely shoot him a look, and then he backs away mm. from it with this. Uh, according to Donald Trump. I mean, according to Donald Trump. <laughs> Good save. So, uh, yeah, we let that lie dad, there. Yeah. We let that lie there. Jesus Christ. Oh man! But you know that I thought I thought he like I thought I did pretty well with your dad. I yeah, and, I and your mom. Yeah, yeah. He I'm good you. with parents. And I feel like he's learned. Uh, maybe he didn't know you were Jewish, but my family <laughs> is racist. It's not obvious. But they're like they're well-meaning. They're well-meaning racists. You know the kind. I brought home like when I was in university. I brought home a Jewish girlfriend, and the first thing that my dad said to her to make her feel welcome because he's a well-meaning racist. The first thing that he said to this girl to make her feel welcome was this. Shalom! <laughs> Jesus. I see it coming out of his mouth like a cartoon yeah, bubble. Yeah. No! <laughs> it was too late. <laughs> Did she say shalom back? I don't remember. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> I passed out. out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't That's even. what I do, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I actually, like, my family's so racist. I thought Jew was a bad word until I went to college. Because <laughs> that's the only context I ever heard it in, you guys. <laughs> I thought it was it a bad word. And when yeah. my girlfriend told me she was a Jew, I was like, don't say that about yourself. 
you're not a Jew. <laughs> I didn't know. I had to. I had to move oh, away <laughs> and get educated. Don't tell him I'm Jewish, man. <laughs> no. And the the, se- the second most well-meaning racist thing they did, mm-hmm. I brought a Mexican girlfriend home once, <laughs> and uh, they gave her a welcoming gift. Very nice, very nice welcoming gift of. This is unbelievable, you guys. A Speedy Gonzalez Pez dispenser. <laughs> what? I know, it seems like I'm making it up, but I'm not making it up. That means like my mom had to bolt awake at night and be like, oh, what can I give someone that dispenses candy and could hurt their feelings? (laughs) I know. It's like they mean well, they try. Yeah, yeah, that is trying to connect somehow. And uh, (laughs) I have a Finnish girlfriend now because I'm trying to collect the whole set. And um, (laughs) silly, silly. My dad oh. tries to make jokes about her, but he can't. He doesn't know how to be racist against It's Finnish. not easy. No, he doesn't even make proper jokes. He just was like, Finnish, huh? Uh, uh, they, I hear they're into races. Like, I don't get it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know, they, 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 fin- fi- cause they finish. Okay. He tried. Oh. He tried. He tried. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he tried. I love I love the like the the racism against Jews and and, and Latinos because it's that's like specifically what I am. It's you know what you I are. mean? Yeah, I know. I know, but they don't even know because it's not obvious. Mm-mm. Did you guys know that my mom comes from Peru? Yeah, I know. I don't know. You guys were like, when was Jess gonna get to the Hispanic material, right? Imagine you know if <laughs> I just launched into a bunch of racist Latino jokes, and you guys were like, ah, it's cool. She said her mama's from Peru, and then I was like, just kidding. Your mama's from Peru. <laughs> <laughs> But she is. She's from Peru and she's Jewish, which means I get my cocaine wholesale. What? (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I don't know. I had some friends coming today. I'm not sure they're here tonight, but there's this couple um, that I know that like were friends before they got together romantically and we were all out for dinner with my mom and, uh, and my mom thought it was really nice that they were friends before the romance started and uh, she's like, you know, I just think the best way to get into a relationship is through the back door. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> she's not wrong. <laughs> she's got it. <laughs> we have that in common. What? Ew. No. God. Oh, Are we going to tell that story? No. No. <laughs> oh, how weird. How weird that I said, are we going to tell <laughs> What story? <laughs> oh, the <laughs> pterodactyl. <laughs> Okay, we have to. And then we'll we start the show. And I shouldn't have even said that. I don't know if you guys, you know how like friends will get together and they'll be like, oh, did you see this video on the internet? This viral cat video. So you funny. You know what friends are like, right, you guys? <laughs> do you guys do that? So we were doing that, Deanne and I. And, uh, and then Deanne was like, oh, I, have you seen this? pterodactyl porn was it how did it come up (laughs) it was it was and i was focusing more on the pterodactyl part than the porn part when i thought of watching it together because (laughs) within 20 seconds we were just watching porn together that's it and it was weird it was weird yeah because they weren't even acting like pterodactyls at all right it was just a gangbang yeah (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) i love it antonio you're killing it up there just high-fiving each other with their wings. That's it. Ooh. Oh, yeah. It wasn't, yeah. Even. it wasn't good. It wasn't good. But at one point uh, <laughs> during the gangbang that we ended up watching together, um, so comfortable, uh, Deanne was like, oh, I really, this, is, this isn't the part. Ugh, I, don't I don't like, I don't this, like this, part. this part. And I was like, oh, this is my favorite, favorite part. part. <laughs> and then we never watched porn together since. That was it. Yeah, that was it. probably a good thing. We like to think, so we like to it, yeah. like mildly chart out how the beginning will go and it never goes <laughs> the way you think it will. And the next thing we know, here we are, guys. 
Anyone seen that pterodactyl porn video, or is it just us? You? Have you seen it? Oh my gosh, no, for real. Oh, this is great. Let's take a poll. How much of our audience has you? already seen You've the pterodactyl? Seen yeah. So many okay. people. So many people. Oh. Did you oh think that? Gosh. Did you think it was going to be more pterodactyl? <laughs> 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 Do you regret me telling Antonio to get involved? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Were you going to ask a follow-up question? I feel like you are. Mm, oh no. 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 Don't. You, you know now that at least 30% of the people here are going to Google that later. Smurf porn. Who's into it? There's only one girl, though, still, right? Yeah, I'm not into it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you guys, uh, are we ready to kick this show off? I think we're ready to kick I it off. I think we're ready. Are you guys feeling it? Are you good? You're excited? Yes. Got a lot of excellent comedians on the show. Okay. Uh, getting get it started. There? Yeah. You want to introduce our first guest? I do. I do. It's our first act. This guy is going to do stand-up. He's the best. I love him. He runs a show here every month called Cloud Comedy. It's really good. You would like it. You should check it out sometime. I just, I love this guy. I don't know what else to say about him except that he's very funny. Please enjoy Jordan Cohen! Oh my God! That was lovely. I'm Jordan Cohen. The Jews are outnumbering you guys two to one on this show so far. If you guys didn't know Jordan Cohen's Jewish, you should. Jordan Cohen's pretty much Jew, Jew. That's the shalom. <laughs> that just callbacks to words. Shalom. I like you guys. You're a bit of an odd crowd. You guys are feeling a little weird when people are saying Jew and Mexican. Getting a little quiet, but as soon as there was the in the back door, you guys were like, yeah. Fuck a smurf in the butt, yeah! Let's do this! Why not? Oh, Bad Dog Theater, fun. Guys, I should tell you a bit about me. Uh, my girlfriend and I, we've been dating for two years now. We just decided we should probably spice up our sex life, so we broke up. <sighs> I'm on that sweet tea, that Tinder. Anybody call it sweet tea? <laughs> Nobody's called it sweet tea yet, anybody? You guys on Tinder? You on Bumble? You on Husk? You on Herc? You on... I don't... I only know Tinder. <laughs> I've heard about the other ones. You should get on. It's a fun time. I'm not on it. I don't know why I said it's a fun time. I hate it. But if you guys want to, I'm retiring my Tinder bio. You can use it. It's up for grabs. This is my Tinder bio. Are you here, Julie? I will find you, Julie. <laughs> Swiping a lot on Tinder. Moved to Toronto about a year ago. First thing I did, download Tinder. Started swiping so much, I got to the point where Tinder sent me a real message. They said, listen, man, there's no one new around you. <laughs> I got to the end of Tinder, you guys. I, I beat Tinder. How about it? Why not? Oh, I love it. I beat Tinder. This is what you find out when you beat Tinder. The final boss is you. <laughs> Guess what, you guys? You're going to be beating that boss for a while, right? Get up! Take out your whole dicks, too. Let's do it. Why not? Why not? I don't know where I want that to go, either. You guys like fucking the Smurf and the butt thing? Figured we should start yelling about dicks. Why not? You know what, guys? Uh, we should probably cleanse our palates now, okay? There's been a lot of yelling. I'm not going to say who between us, but a lot of talking about dicks. Let's cleanse our palates. Uh, any impression in the world, you name it, I'm going to do it. You, sir, with the beard? Any impression in the world, you name it, I'll do it. Woody Allen. Woody Allen. 
No, that's dumb. I'm gonna do, uh, I'm gonna do Tom DeLong from Blink-182, if that's okay with you. Tom DeLong from Blink-182. Here's a three-word Blink-182 impression. This guy hates Blink-182. Or he loves them a lot. He sees where this is going. He's like, no, not today, sir. Tom DeLong and me are tight. It's a very good-looking man. That was distracting. Took me off my route. We can get back on it. Good face on him. All right. Three-word Blink-182 impression. Hello there. Nightmare. I told you guys exactly what that was going to be. A three-word Blink-182 impression. Hello there. Nightmare. Oh my God, thank you so much. I felt like I deserved that. That's great. If you don't know who Tom DeLonge is, he was in Blink-182, a pop-punk band. He's a grown man who sounds like the ass, and now he's a multi-millionaire. Do you understand? That's crazy to me. He sounds like a 16-year-old girl trying MDMA for the first time. <laughs> I'm feeling it! That's Tom DeLonge, guys. It's happening. It's cra he left Blink-182. He walked away from a million-dollar job. He left to go do other things. Why? Nobody's going to believe Tom DeLonge in any other impression, in any other profession. That's crazy. Tom DeLonge can't hold down another job, right? Like, what if Tom DeLonge's the scientist who cures cancer? Nobody's gonna buy that, right? He's the scientist who cures cancer. It's in the lab. Guys, I think I did it! Guys! <laughs> Guys, get in the lab! I think I cured cancer! Guys! Oh, if you just got in the lab and looked at the microscope, you'd see all the small things. Guys, what? It's a Blake 182 joke. I'm Jordan, thanks. Thanks a whole lot. Juju. Jordan, you guys are right there. Oh, <laughs> You're hi, in it. Hi. I just hi. want to ask you a couple of follow-up questions. Cool. Jess, are the dicks better in Vancouver or Toronto? <laughs> <laughs> the dicks, the dicks flow freer in Vancouver. I'll tell you that. <laughs> out west, maybe uh, more out west. Like I was in Calgary one time. I was yelling, "Take out your dicks!" To like in comedy, do shows for like two people sometimes, three people. They were the three drunkest, oldest cowboy types oh in the world. No. <laughs> it was bad news, and I yelled, take out your dicks, and one guy obviously like what? <laughs> went to it. I didn't know where he was going. And you're still doing it. I'm doing it exclusively <laughs> for that reason. <laughs> I'm chasing the white dragon of the dick. Amazing, amazing. Should we leave it there? I think so. I Jordan, Jordan, Amazing. Guy, that was Blink-182, right? I don't know. It's been a while. All right, guys, next comedian coming to the stage. You know her. You love her. She runs this amazing show called Solomon and Smith Kick It. Oh, my God. What? Give it up, you for Deanne Smith! Hey, everybody. So I'm going to do a little set. Um, I, was going through, I was going through old notes, uh, trying to find some, dusting off some old jokes for you, trying to do stuff that I haven't done at this show before. And uh, I, found some, I found some notes that I made for jokes last winter. And I feel like we don't remember what winter depression is like right now because the weather is okay. I don't know. Are you guys feeling winter depression? Not yet. Okay, good. But you know how winter usually is, you guys? <laughs> yeah? Because um, I found these joke, I found these joke notes uh, in my computer in my jokes folder that are less jokes and more cries for help. I realized, and I wrote them last winter, and I was just super depressed. I found jokes with titles, hilarious jokes with titles such as... Nothing tastes delicious and tired of showering. Oh, I thought those were going to be relatable jokes I could do for the, for the crowd. Um, there really wasn't much to tired of showering. I didn't follow through on tired of showering because I didn't really know where to take it. Tired of showering was basically just like, uh, hey, guys, don't you just get tired of showering, huh? Right? 
just the thought of being dry and then having to get wet and then having to get dry again, it's exhausting. There wasn't much to that. I was pretty depressed last winter. I also, last winter for Christmas, I got, the, I got the gift of a robe, like a cozy winter robe. Seems like a good gift, right? Yes, you're excited about it because you are a young, pretty girl, and young, pretty girls can wear robes in ways that I cannot. Young, pretty girls can just slap on a robe. The slap? Probably not. The squinch? How do you, what do you, yee? You put on a robe. I don't know what you do. You put on a robe, and you look sexy, and you're just like, oh, my God, I can't even wear real clothes because my vagina hurts from having sex so much. <laughs> or whatever. Whatever girls are like, but I can't, <laughs> I don't look good in a robe. I don't look sexy in a robe. It's not a nice look for me. It's not a cozy winter look for me. I put on a robe and I look like a young old man. I don't look nice in a robe. <laughs> you are free to laugh at that. That's the re reality of my robe. And it, my robe came with two big, like giant pockets. And I don't know what I'm supposed to keep. I just feel... Like, it's too depressing when I wear a robe, and I don't know what I'm supposed to keep in these giant pockets. Just like, I don't know, it's like a can of tuna to eat over the sink in this one, and this, uh, poof, I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to keep. Oh, how beautiful is this audience? I asked you guys if you were depressed, and you said no, but then you genuinely laughed at me mime shooting myself in the head. So what does that tell us about our state of mind? I s I've been seeing this T-shirt around. Have you guys seen this T-shirt that says... I get, I, I'm annoyed at this t-shirt. It says, um, rock out with your cock out. Have you guys seen this t-shirt? Rock out with your cock out. I feel like that's an irresponsible message. <laughs> I'm not an expert, but I feel like when you're rocking out, you might want to have your cock tucked safely away. I don't know. <laughs> to prevent chafing, I guess. Just nestled in some cotton blend boxer briefs. I propose a change to the shirt. It's still going to say rock out with your cock out. It's still fun. Don't worry. Rock out with your cock out. Just a small change. It's going to say rock out with your cock in your pants until the time is right, the mood is appropriate, and you've been given an explicit verbal invitation to take that cock out is what it's going to say. So it's pretty much the same shirt. Just a little bit different. I've also been seeing ads in the subway for vaginal reconstructive surgery. Have you guys seen this? You've, you, you've seen it? If you haven't seen it, it's like a stock photo of a lady, yeah? Like with a face that doesn't match what she's talking about. She's just kind of like, huh? And then it says like, is your vagina bad? Fix it! Um, that's not what it says, but that's how it feels. Your vagina's probably wrong! You're like, I guess. And um, vaginal reconstructive surgery is a thing. It's a new kind of plastic surgery that they're trying to sell to us, which is crazy because no one needs it. Right? And I think like if there's one area of the body, ladies, one area, let's just pick one that's already good enough, one tiny, tiny area. <laughs> it could be this little patch of perfection right here. Yeah? This snatch-tastic basket of Gillette bits right here. <laughs> this uh, plump and rubbery saltwater log sea peach. Yeah? Yeah? This uh, sticky little lily blossom. Yeah? <laughs> this unpacked suitcase. Yeah? This mango smoothie. They got a million of them. I don't. I have one more. I have one more. It's clam sandwich. I don't want to say it. Um, <laughs> what I said was that I don't want to say it. But they're trying to, they're trying to sell this new plastic surgery to us, and we don't, like, it, it's so unnecessary. Also, as a side note, did you know this? More and more young people are getting plastic surgery in order to look better online. That's real. That's what we've done with selfie culture. I know. More and more young people are getting plastic surgery in order to look better online, and it's crazy. Like, if you want to look better online, just use correct grammar, right? It's not that hard. <laughs> there are two kinds of your, there's three kinds of there. It's pretty easy. <laughs> Hot tip. And, but I'm wondering, like,
like with the vaginal reconstructive surgery, what are you trying to do? Like, I don't know, like it's this area of the body, you know? Like ladies, you're all unique and beautiful flowers, but it's this area of the body. Let's be honest about it, guys. It's this area of the body. It's never gonna look good, yeah? <laughs> it's never just gonna look like soft watercolors and a George O'Keefe painting or whatever you want it to look like. It's never gonna look good. It's always at best just gonna look like a crumpled wet napkin or just like a, <laughs> at best, just like a pinkish pile of chicken skins. Guys, at best, it's always gonna look just like a series of swollen paper cuts. Guys, <laughs> drinking that poetry. It's that area. It's never gonna look great, is my point. And, uh, Fellas, one day when I've rounded out this joke, there will, there will be equity there. I will go after your parts as well. I'm, I'm, I, they're not that great either. <laughs> I assume. I don't know. It's a guess. But they, uh, the vaginal reconstructive surgery, the language that they use to talk about it is very interesting because they have to be delicate. They're trying, to, they're trying to market something that we don't need and they can't be honest. They can't say like, if you have a lot of money, low self-esteem, and a big old cooter, here's what you do. They can't say it. They don't know how to sell it. So they're really delicate with their language. I looked it up and I'm quoting now. This is what they say. This is what they say. They say this is a procedure for women who, for whatever reason, lack an overall optimum architectural <laughs> integrity of the vagina. <laughs> overall optimum architectural integrity. Don't you hate it, ladies? <laughs> ladies, don't you hate it when you want a classical Greek vagina? <laughs> and for whatever reason, you've ended up with Art Deco's like, oh, no! <laughs> it looks too much like the Chrysler building. <laughs> I was thinking Parthenon. <laughs> I just wanted my vagina to be inviting to Trojans. That's all. I just wanted Trojans <laughs> to feel welcome. All right, good job, guys. That was a pun. That was basically a pun. And I realized that that was a very long way to go for a pun. You were there for it. That's great. <laughs> a very long way to go for a pun. I wish that that vaginal reconstructive surgery joke was tighter, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we're doing it. Oh, yeah. We're fully into it. It's happening. Here, do you want to introduce our next guest? Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, guys, <laughs> Deanne Smith, everybody. Please give it up. Our next comic coming to the stage, uh, very excited to have him here. He's uh, done everything. He's all over the CBC, done every festival. He's amazing. Guys, give it up huge for Niall Sagan! Sleep, I can't hold still. The only thing I really know is she got sex appeal. Whoa, yeah. Guys, lower the bar. How's it going? I like you guys. You guys are cool. I'm over 40, in case you're wondering what that smell is. Um. What is that? Is that dead dreams? What is? these fucking people live? Are they, they just let him in here? Probably listens to the kind of music you hear in Hamilton. That was a weird line. I, uh, you guys are awesome. I like this. There's a lot of love here. My favorite moment of the, of the evening so far uh, was when uh, Deanne and Jess were talking about uh, pterodactyl born. <laughs> and Jess goes, Jess goes, and they're not even acting like pterodactyls. <laughs> Which implies so much knowledge, Jess. It really... Like, you have an education that's disturbingly complete. It's like, you know you're watching, like, this is bullshit. That's pre-Mesozoic era. That's ridiculous. That's, like, would it hurt you to fucking Google? I got that off a of wiki, 
Wiki. <laughs> I want to watch porn with you now so you can just heckle it. Like a DVD commentary? No, totally wrong. What is this? What are we watching right now? Guys, really happy to be here. This is nice. I, um, uh, I'll start off like this. I do not care uh, for the Toronto Sun. I know I've lost most of you. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but I will say this. Whoever writes their little punny titles is a fucking titan. Just a genius. Just sheer brilliance. Right? You know what I'm talking about. Like, every now and then, you don't want to like it, but you're like, oh, goddamn, that's a good pun. Right? Uh, it peaked for me uh, last year uh, during the whole Gian Gameshi kerfuffle. I think that's the term. Um, and it was the day that Gian dropped his lawsuit against the CBC. And I'm walking past, and I'm like, don't look. Niall, don't look. And I, I fucking looked. And it was frivolous lawsuit. I'm like, goddamn. Ah! Come on! Don't make me like you, Toronto Sun. That's just great. And then I started wondering, wait, does that guy do that all the... Oh, he was in Moxie Fruvis, in case you're wondering. I'm just, cause I, I, was, I, was, I was seeing that. I was like, oh, yeah, not everybody. Oddly enough, not everyone knows Moxie Fruvis. Um, <laughs> it's better that way. Don't Google it. Do not. I'll just click on the YouTube. Ah, my ears. So, um, uh, uh, but then I started wondering, does that, does that, whoever does the lines, do they do that for every news story, right? Like, on 9-11, was it like, mm, Twin Sours, Jim, get out right now. Gee, had me at hello. Jim, get the fuck out. He's got a gift, but he can't control it. 2005, Katrina is the wave. How did you get back in? Yeah, I, uh, I uh, uh, was doing some shows recently back home in my hometown of Ottawa. Oh! Yay. Yes. Conducted a little uh, psychosocial experiment in which I asked the question, can you wear a pink shirt and walk down the street in Ottawa and not be called gay? Spoiler alert, no. Um, <laughs> God damn, what the fuck happened to my hometown? What happened? Don't judge me, Toronto, by the way. There was a time where we were the smart ones. And then I fucking left and they elected Nickelback for mayor. And that's that. <laughs> There's no joke there. I really just had to get that out. I was talking to a friend today, and she's like, that's funny. You should do that as a joke. And we'll see. We'll find out now if that's so funny. Um, if you're racist, um, I don't like you, but I understand. I do understand because I realize something. You ever realize that you're kind of hypocritical? Because I, I feel like the way some racist people feel about black people is the same way I feel about rich people. Like verbatim. Like, you know, some of them are good, but by and large, they're just ruining our economy. <laughs> right? They're stealing jobs. Some of my best friends are rich. It's horrible. Like, I'm just... Yeah, that needs work, but yeah. <laughs> I, uh, 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 I got a, a, a Facebook friend request from the ex the other day. It was exciting. Notice I said the ex, not NX, right? We all know the difference, right? Right? Like, we all have a bunch of relationships, but we also all have that one fucking relationship that was your Vietnam. Oh, <laughs> right? Oh, you went in like, oh, we'll be greeted as liberators, and the fucking wheels flew off. Right? And you end up in that dignity-free zone identifying with Bananarama songs. Like, oh, it is a cruel summer leaving me here on my own. You walk around with your soul just kicked in for like fucking weeks or months or years. Then at one point, uh, you have to do the sad masturbation, right? Guys, don't ditch me. If you've been through this, you know what I'm talking about, right? At one point, your body's like, hey, let's get back in the game. But your heart's like, I'm not ready yet. And your junk's like, I don't give a shit. We have to move this right now. To clear this out, this is very uncomfortable. I'm getting back pains. Uh, apparently, women get something called blue walls. I'm not asking questions. The point is, you do it, right? You do it. 
You clear the pipes, and it's horrible. It is horrible because it is a mix of sex and sadness, which should never happen ever. It is like having someone punch birthday cake into your mouth, right? Just like, yeah, this is delicious, but let me use my hands, right? So, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, fucking give it time. It will happen. Oh, you might be sitting next to the person right now. Uh, that is dickish because someone in this room just thought, oh, fuck, I can't do it tonight. Anyways, so I get a request from this woman. It's been way too long. I would look like an, a fucking psycho if I said no. I'm like, okay, great, let's be friends. So immediately I start creeping, right? First thing I see, she got married, Ugh, right? Second thing I see, she's got kids. I'm like, well, fuck, now it's over, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not raising another man's kids. No, I wouldn't adopt a stretch of highway. No, it's over. So then I'm going through all her stuff. And at one point, I get to favorite movies. And under favorite movies, she has Armageddon. It's her favorite movie of all time. Number one, like Ben Affleck's Armageddon. In case you're wondering what my issue with this is, uh, take a second right now to picture your favorite movie in your head. The one where you're like, oh, my God, that was amazing. It changed your life. Just crushed the Oscars. You have it in your head? Yeah. She thinks Armageddon was better than that. I can't believe I was inside this woman. <laughs> so gross. Before I go, I will, uh, I will say this. I was watching a, a, a documentary the other day, and it was about the war on drugs. Oh, fuck, guys. This is the year we win it. Oh, three billionth times a charm. So uh, anyways, big war on drugs, people. Oh, fuck. This is going to go over just swimmingly. So um, at one point, they're talking about uh, marijuana and why it's illegal. And one of the reasons that weed is illegal is because it was associated with black men and they were afraid that if white women started smoking it, they would end up having sex with black men. And I'm here to say, if that's the reason it's illegal, you can go ahead and legalize that. Yeah, <laughs> we're having sex with a lot of white women. <laughs> I'm not even trying, it just happens. Uh, and before you think, it's not a big dick thing at all, by the way, I'm barely eight inches. No, what it is, what it is, is by incarcerating so many black men, all you've done is you've, you've just lowered supply, right? Which just, as economics dictates, increases demand. That's all it is. All you've done is you've turned black cock into the iPhone 6. That's all you've done, right? No one wants anything that bulky, right? Can't get your hand around it. Ruins your fucking pocket. Your mom gets one. Uh, but your dad ends up being the only one who uses it. I, uh... <laughs> I, I did that joke in a gay room last week. Fucking exploded. <laughs> they were like, oh, God, I know that guy. <laughs> he left his wedding ring inside me. Guys, you guys have been great. Thank you so much, everybody. Niles again. Is there a question and answer period? Yeah, there's going to be. Oh, oh, you guys, you guys just sit there like American Idol. Yeah, I don't know why okay. we do this. We just do. No one <laughs> finds it comfortable. <laughs> Really but weird. I just wanted to give you props for writing a dick joke and including economics. That's amazing. That was yeah. like the best. That's it. I'm yeah. done. That's, I'm done with stand-up. That's how you do a that's, dick joke, people. Let me just drop this mic out. Right. Did you, I wanted to know what your real favorite movie is. My real favorite? I don't have a favorite movie. There's so many awesome movies. Hey, guys, I saw Star Wars. Here's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Now it's again, everybody. <laughs> Woo! I chased him off. All right, guys. I'm very excited to introduce your next act. You already know her. You already love her. You described to a T what she is wearing. Guys, it's Jess Thank you. How 
about a dick joke? What do you say? <laughs> I realized uh, if I had a penis, I know what I would call it. I would call it my Dick Cheney. Yeah, because I'd shoot all my friends in the face. What? Oh. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, you, guys, uh, you guys saw... Uh, no, my wife is here tonight. I got married. That is very exciting uh, for me. Uh, no, it's fine. Um, you guys know this already. I'm Jewish. She's Palestinian. It was a very small wedding, very tiny. <laughs> it was just me, her, and a UN peacekeeper. That was <laughs> the whole thing. We want to move to New York, and um, I went down uh, on my own last year. Uh, she was meeting me later. I drove down to the border by myself uh, with a lot of stuff in the car. Bad idea. I got denied entry to the United States of America, like officially in the system, denied entry. I know you guys are like, what the fuck? Because look at me, like, why would anyone deny me anything ever? <laughs> I was like, are you serious? <laughs> I'm white. I'm from Canada. What's the problem? Let me in. Come on. <laughs> They kept me in a room for like four hours with a bunch of people that are from countries uh, that the U.S. is probably at war with. And uh, everybody was in like their best like America outfits, you know, like I love New York T-shirts and Yankees caps. And uh, one guy had a bald American eagle on his shoulder. <laughs> it was <laughs> awesome. But I got stuck with a female border official. And if, you, if you're a woman, you know, that's like not the best situation. Um, yeah, she, uh, I don't know, maybe you guys are like, oh, but what about white privilege? We've heard that's really great, and it is. It's really sweet. Um, <laughs> it's great. But I discovered the limit of it, right? Um, it does not extend to an interaction between me and another white bitch at the border. <laughs> go that far. She didn't, uh, she didn't think that I was ever going to come back to Canada. She thought that I was going to live illegally in the U.S., illegally making tons of money doing stand-up comedy. <laughs> so those laughs hurt a little bit, you guys. Uh, it's fine. That was a weird day for me. That was like the day that my uh, belief in feminism also bumped up against my other belief that women should not work at the border. <laughs> I was like, fuck. So complicated sometimes. <laughs> Here's the thing. I feel like we wouldn't have to talk about feminism so much if as women we were as supportive of each other in the world as we are in the bathroom of a club. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the stall. I overheard these two girls talking to each other. One of them was like, Lisa, Lisa, listen to me, Lisa. Jason would not have broken up with you if you were not strong enough to deal with it. Lisa, you are strong. You are beautiful. You are independent. You are basically Beyonce. That is who you are, Lisa. You are Beyonce. Yeah, look at yourself in the mirror. Who's your husband? Is Jay-Z. Let me hear you say it, girl. Let me hear you say it. That's who it is, you know? Like, so much support. <laughs> Why wasn't that chick working at the border? You know what I mean? <laughs> Just like, you know what, Jess? You are beautiful, you are smart, you are funny. You are Tina Fey. That is who you are. <laughs> Get over that border. Visas are for basic bitches. You don't need one. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. You get me. Guys, I, uh, I did recently, um, I, I mentioned my wife. I, uh, we've been trying to spice things up. I know Jordan was talking about it earlier. Uh, we, we decided to uh, try role play. Um, Right? It's not an out-of-the-box concept, really. The problem is, is uh, my wife doesn't have a lot of acting range, right? <laughs> she only knows how to be the bitchy version of, like, whatever the character is. <laughs> so we did something really simple. It was masseuse and client, right? No big deal. She was a client. I was a masseuse. She lay down on the bed. I left the room. I got into character. Uh, I was Helga <laughs> from Scandinavia, obviously, uh, 
deep tissue specialist. No big deal. And I, uh, so I walked into the room and I announced myself and I'm like, hello, Helga, hello, I'm here, whatever. And uh, my wife turned around and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I ordered a man. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> it's not good. Um, I'll tell you one, guys, one last thing. Um, we, uh, on the first night that we got together, um, we were really drunk. It was super romantic. And uh, as the clothes were coming off, um, she turned to me and she was like, uh, you might see something you don't like. I know, right? I was like, did you not wax? Because I haven't either. We're both women. It's fine. This is 50% of the reason we do this. It's no big deal. <laughs> and she's like, no, that's not it. I have a tattoo. And uh, I was like, oh, like, what is it, a swastika? <laughs> Like, what could it be? She's like, no, it's, uh, it's the map of Israel, and it says Palestine in Hebrew letters. And I was like, maybe we could cover that up with a swastika. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Well, it's time for me to introduce uh, our last comic. Of the evening. I've been just talking about her. Uh, she is super funny, and we're married. Uh, guys, please give it up huge for Iman El Husseini. So good to be. What a show, you guys. Hey, this is so exciting. No, okay. Um, <laughs> Good to be here. Newlywed to Jess Solomon. I am newlywed to Jess. Yeah, which is great. So this is the thing. I'm in my 30s, newlywed. I'm thinking of having children, but I shouldn't say that it's me wanting the kids because I'm not maternal at all, okay? I don't know how to talk to kids. Like, I could only think of two questions to ask a child, and it's like, how old are you? <laughs> and what's your favorite color? And I honestly don't give a shit what the answer is. You know what I mean? I don't. And I find them weird, too, when they're small. <laughs> they smile at you with no teeth in their mouth. They're disgusting. They're disgusting. <laughs> then they grow older and hit puberty where they're as ugly on the inside as they are on the outside. It's just, you can't have acne and attitude. I'm sorry, you can't. I'd work on my personality with a face like that, is all I'm saying. So, of course, it requires a lot of patience to have children, <laughs> but it has to be way easier than having parents. Anybody have parents here? They're the worst. They're the worst. And my parents hated me for a very long time because I wasn't married at birth. This is the thing. I swear to God, like, I feel like this actually happened the day my mother gave birth to me, handed me to my father, and he was like, very nice, must find husband. <laughs> It's crazy. And I did blame my father for being single for a long time, also being in the wrong market. But, um, <laughs> but my dad, we grew up with so many double standards being Middle Eastern. So many double standards. Like, my dad would get so excited when girls called the house for my brother, but God forbid a guy called the house for me or my sister. It was like, hello, who are you? How do you know my daughter? I kill you. And it's like, who's going to call? <laughs> but then when we got older, any guy called the house, it's like, hello? Are you calling for Dota number one or number two? <laughs> I give you both, half price, yalla. <laughs> and my parents really wanted me to marry within my culture, but I'm against same-race marriages. 
I am, just because mixed people are a lot more attractive than full people. We see it all the time. Half Asian, half it doesn't matter. So hot. Like, that's a clear sign from God we should fuck other people. It's a clear sign from the universe. Like, this is the thing. I don't know how many of you are single in the audience, but if you're thinking of having children with somebody, this is my advice to you now that I'm married. Think of it this way. The more disappointed your parents are in your partner's ethnic background, the better looking your kids will be. That's scientific. It's scientific fact. I, I did my part. I'm Palestinian. I married a Jewish woman. Our, our, our sperm donor, if we want to have kids, is Catholic. <laughs> so if we give birth to, if we decide to have children, the kid will definitely be a messiah. Like, for sure. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. I have the name picked out and everything. Jihad al Solomon. How good is that? Uh, I never understood, I never understood this whole, like, it's such a flawed notion to me for people to stick to their own kind, right? But it's always been encouraged throughout history, and we see that it's a flawed notion, like royal families were incestuous to keep the blue bloodline going, and, uh, and uh, they give birth to, like, you know, deformed babies that died at the sight of sun. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is why white people can't tan today. This is... Uh, <laughs> And then we encourage cousins, families, to have sex and have children. Now we're finally like, please stop doing it, please. There's so many stupid people out there. This has to stop. Every time I meet a stupid person, I'm like, you see, we let cousins fuck for way too long. This is what happens. It lingers in the blood. That's why I'm sure the next natural step uh, will be to discourage same-race marriages, especially for white people to avoid things like asthma and allergies. <laughs> things ethnic people don't believe in, right? That's... But if you're ethnic, you should mix with white to give your children hope. <laughs> white it out is what I say. White it out. I'm not racist, I discovered recently. I'm the opposite of racist. I am the opposite of race. Like, I get really excited when I see black people driving expensive cars. White people, I can't feel anything for it because the world is made for you, right? The world is like, like, if you're white and you're not driving an expensive car, you're really fucked up. You know what I mean? You're really... So I'm madly in love. This is the thing that I hate about being married. Like, I'm so... I have no respect for myself. It's so gross. I'm so head over heels. And I used to be an ambitious, driven person. Now all I do is spend my days tagging Jess and baby animal photos on Instagram. <laughs> it's so disgusting. And you have to know the person I used to be. I used to be the kind of person, like when I saw couples holding hands on the street, I walked in between them. So they let go <laughs> of each other's hands. Now I talk like a baby. That's what I do. I talk like a, I feel like a pedophile. You guys, it's disgusting. I guess I have to, I have to go, right? Do I have to go? It's, no, it's fine. Are you no. She's nervous because this is like <laughs> a personal relationship, not just, not just professionally. You could go if you want. No, I could... Um, Say one more I th joke. I think that's good. One more joke? Okay. Um, so this is the thing. 
This is the thing. It's so, it's so, you guys aren't seeing this, but Deanne and Jess have been laughing at me the whole time I've been up here. Um, in a good way. In a good way. Don't get... I've been laughing at Jess because she's under her breath going like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, what can I leave you with? I want to leave you with... Okay, I'm not, I'm not a fancy person, but I married fancy. Uh, but I'm not fancy. This makes her nervous. She's a closeted rich person. Okay. So... <laughs> She's going to kill me. Uh, and I'm not fancy at all. Like, I'm the type of person, like, I eat sushi with my hands. But, like, in a classy way, like, petite boucher, you know. It's not with a napkin under there. And this is the thing. I don't like art at all. I feel like, in fact, I feel like people pretend to like art a lot more than they actually do. Because if you go into a museum and you look around, you do that next time, look around you, everybody looks miserable. They're squinting. <laughs> They look like they have severe headaches going on. It's just like, what the fuck am I looking at? That's all that's going through people's minds. And this is what Jess and I like barely fight, really, like rarely fight. Uh, but the one time I really thought she was going to divorce me was uh, we went to somebody's house and they had a very fancy uh, art collection. But before I saw the art collection, uh, I saw what I thought was a drawing of a child framed on the wall. So it was like, oh my God, I saw the human side of this person. Like he has his, his grandkids painting framed on the wall. That's so nice and not superficial. So out loud in front of half a dozen people, I was like, oh, that's so cute. Is that this person's grandchild's art? And Jess wanted to kill herself. And somebody looked at me, thinking maybe I'm joking, but I wasn't. I was so serious. And said, no, that's a Picasso. <laughs> and I wasn't even embarrassed, you guys. I wasn't even embarrassed. Thank you so much. Yeah, I have questions and comments. First of all, I'm sorry if we threw you by sitting here and giggling. I was enjoying the fuck out of your set. That's great. Thank I loved you, it. <laughs> Thank um, you. My first question for you is, doesn't everyone eat sushi with their hands? Is there another way to that. eat sushi? I don't know. Ask, ask Jess. Chopsticks. Chopsticks. Chopsticks? Yeah, I thought it with the hands. It's so much easier. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. All right. Quick audience poll. Are you guys eating sushi with your hands or chopsticks? Hands. Chopsticks. Who, hands? who, who with hands? Just one? Oh, now they're all defeated, though. <laughs> they're no, they're two, like this. Two, Claire, one, two. Claire had her hand up. Alma, what do you do? Alma eats with chopsticks for sure. <laughs> God damn it, Alma. One last, uh, okay. one last question, Iman. Okay, one last question. Uh, why, are, why are you in so many WhatsApp groups uh, that don't include me? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why, Iman? <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's just like my friends and I. It's not like their their <laughs> partners are there. You wouldn't even care. You would leave the group if I invited you. Iman <laughs> Alexander. That was Solomon and Smith Ness. I hope you guys had a good time. It may have ended in a somewhat awkward place, but that's because we did so much after the show that won't really translate on the podcast. We had a, we had an audience member of the month award. We were giving out gifts and encyclopedias and mugs and candles and so much was happening. It's a very weird show. The next one is January 18th in Toronto if you want to come. What else is going on? Guys, thank you to everyone that makes the podcast possible. You guys, first of all, for being listeners. Here's some of your names from the emails. Kara, Sam, 
Lamb Dinus. That does, that's not a name. That's supposed to be your email name. Nicole, Jesse, Natasha, Eve, Tanya, Catherine, Gabby, Simon, Lauren, Hollis, Christina, Chloe, Michelle, Jessica, lots of ladies. Patrick, Marco, Michelle, Brianna. Charlie Sneaker uh, is a listener and also made our, our, our cartoon that we love and know and love. Mike Carozza did the intro outro music. Gem of a human being. Paula Flalo, as always. I'm Dylan Smith. You guys are the coolest. Who else? Lisa, Andrea, Melvin, Sheena, hallelujah, that's not your name, okay, happy, 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 happy year, happy day, happy new year, and um, I'll see you guys again in a week, bye! Yeah.